Thwip, thwip. Hey there, true believers, and welcome to episode 33 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is, of course, our discussion of Spider-Man Homecoming as part of our MCU Rewind series. If you missed it last week, or I guess this week, today, we announced that we're going to put a little pause on Hawkeye uh, in anticipation, in extreme anticipation uh, for a few of you. Uh, some would say hype over No Way Home. We decided, you know what, let's quit beating around the the concrete bush and, and start reviewing these Spider-Man movies. So that that is what we're doing today. If you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a sub. And don't forget to hit the bell to get notifications for all our shows like the Penultimate Games Show, the Cross Media Show, and Anime Nation. If you're watching on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, that means you have Prime Gaming which means you have one free stuff to give away. We would love it if you gave it to us. But if not, that's quite all right. We hope you enjoy the show nonetheless. For those of you who don't know me, my name today is Christian today. My name every day is Christian Macias, <laughs> your curator of cinema and host for the evening. Alongside me today, the friendly neighborhood co- the friendly neighborhood co-host of all things Marvel and Destiny, the newest dad in town, Eric Ginn, off camera. Hello. Hey, what's up? And that's Ruby you're here. And that's Someone Ruby? just woke up. I know. I'm ready to talk some Spider-Man today. I think she's also ready to talk some Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. You can, you're can. never too early to learn about and talk about Spider-Man. Exactly. And rounding out the war table, of course, our one and only director of operations, Ruben G. Hello. Hello. Christian, it's been a while. Feels like I haven't seen you I know. In, in in weeks. How's your Do I vacation? look more Mexican? I'm not gonna answer that question. <laughs> look, I'm I'm a bit more tan. How was your vacation? It was good. It was it was awesome. Much needed R and R. Took me a long time to realize how to relax. But as I said in the chat, one of the we had a traumatizing experience on the last day we were there. But yeah. luckily everything was okay. Yeah. Good. good. I digress. I digress. Folks, before we get into our discussion, we've got a little housekeeping for you. Tomorrow on the Penultimate Game Show, we're discussing our 2021 Game of the Year. What's it going to be? Who knows? Who knows? I don't even know. We'll find out tomorrow. Thursday, we were. I think. I think we're still doing this. We're. We yes. may be live reacting to the Game Awards. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I just don't know what time apparently... it starts. Like I know the pre-show. The pre-show thing takes forever, so I. I... I can't give you a definite time of when we're starting. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, apparently a lot of stuff uh, being shown off at this year's Game Awards, though, so may want to be checking that out this year. Yeah. This week. This Thursday. Are we doing any streams, Ruben, this week? Uh, yes. Right after this, we are going to be doing some Halo Infinite in preparation for Halo Infinite <laughs> tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> Uh, when is that game? That game comes out Wednesday, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Wednesday, not tomorrow. So excited! Get excited! Hell yeah! The reviews are amazing. Pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Just giving you crap, and then our final update here: Extra Life, I believe, is still happening. Yes, and we can use your yes. Okay, sorry. sorry. Go for it. No, no, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'll let you. And we can use your support to get us to our second goal of $500. Uh, we might be doing another Mario Party stream, which I, w- I would love a chance to, to take that crown. Because that was, that was a lot of fun, man. 
I'm glad one you of the most said fun that. streams we've done. I'm glad you said that because this is for all the marbles, Christian. Currently, you hold the title of the three-stroke king. But can you hold the title of... I don't know. We don't have a title for it yet. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, uh, I'm I excited to see. This is this is to see who will win the title. Who won last time? Was it uh, uh, Griffin? It was Griffin, yes. So forget that guy. Forget that guy. Guys, are you ready for some Marvel news? Oh, Eric, yeah. you ready? Always. It's been a lot yeah. of good ones over the last like twenty four hours. It's basically Spider Monday part two this week. So sit sit back, folks. Of course, the trailer for Across the Spider Verse Part One ha- has been released. It is in theaters October twenty second. Shows off an older Miles. When coming, Spider Gwen coming back. We get a look at uh, uh, Miguel as Spider Man twenty ninety nine. It seems like they're swinging around like India or something. Guys, what were your thoughts on this trailer? Eric, do you want to go first? Uh, you you can go first. I got to make sure she gets this little bottle right here. You can go first, really. Okay. Uh, this trailer was fucking awesome. I am so excited for. I mean, I I loved. Uh, you know. Uh, Enter the Spider Verse. No, what was it? Uh, God damn it! I I love the first movie. Okay. Yes. And into is, is into, yeah, into the Spider Verse. Uh, was very close. Very close. Um, and uh, this just like fueled the hype for anything Spider Man. You know, like Spider Man is such a great fucking character. Let's continue. All right. Keep these guys going. And I don't know if you saw this, Christian, but they did say that part two, they hinted at it earlier this year that part two is going to come out 2023. Okay. So yeah. one year later after, after yeah. nice. Awesome. Very excited. Eric, I know you're as, as like probably the number one spider fan, Spider-Man fan in the penultimate conquest. What are your thoughts on the trailer? Uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good showing. I mean, not really a lot happened. I mean, just Gwen shows up, uh, travels to dimension. I do like that. It looks different. I don't know where they're going. I don't think that's the 2099 verse or anything. Um, but Miguel looks pissed oh, yeah. about something. Mm-hmm. Miguel looks upset about something. And so that, that's going to be an interesting dynamic. We also see miles new suit, um, which I think is really cool. And if what I've heard correctly, that every single universe is going to be animated differently. I think that's really neat. Um, awesome. I, I re- I like the first movie. I think some of it doesn't hold up, especially like the Kingpin stuff. Yeah. I, I think that part kind of falls weak, but it's still a fantastic movie. And, um, so I'm excited to see where they go from here. Uh, especially like seeing this all now, like <laughs> this whole no way home versus across the spider verse thing already happening. It's like, Oh my God, come on guys. Spider-Man is for everybody. Okay. You could be just as excited for no way home as you are across the spider verse. And so it's like, it's weird. Cause I think I saw it. Is Islam on Twitter. He said like, yeah, the he, he was talking about this. Yeah. Like, it's the same character. Like it's weird that people are fighting on one another over this. So, uh, it's great. More Spider-Man is, is a good thing. So, because um, I know they're wanting to do a Spider-Gwen themed movie. So, um, yeah, this is good. More Spider-Man, and I'm happy. Not just more Spider-Man, more Spider-Woman in this case. Uh, Jessica Drew. I don't know if this was confirmed earlier, but I, I barely saw it on my timeline like this week that Jessica Drew will be playing Spider-Woman. 
uh, in across the Spider Verse. So it's uh, Issa Rae. Jessica Drew is the character. That makes more sense. <laughs> oh man, that is too funny. That is too funny. I do. Yes, thank you, Eric, for that awesome correction. I do also want to say, like, I'm happy to see that you know Marvel's animation studio, and I know this is Marvel, but like Marvel's animation properties are finally getting on par with DC's animation properties. You know, like the DC side of animation is phenomenal, and everything yes. is perfect up until like a couple movies suck ass, but like everything that dc has put out for animation wise has been phenomenal and i'm finally happy to see like sony hey that spider-verse movie was really really good and very popular i i think we should give them another shot with another sequel so i'm uh, very good yeah very excited yes moving on to more mcu centric news Kevin Feige has finally confirmed that Charlie Cox is the daredevil in the MCU. Quote, if you were to see daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, and when we see that remains to be seen. You liar. You effing liar is all I'll say. So. He is excited. Oh, yes. Hell yes. Um, I'm going to stick with my guns and say... He pops up in No Way Home as the lawyer, okay? It's about time, which means, Christian, I don't know if you saw last week's show. I did make a prediction on uh, for Hawkeye that the uncle of, uh, what's her name? I, I already forgot her name. Jesus Christ. Maya. Yes, the uncle of Maya is uh, Kingpin. Vincent mm. D'Onofrio has been putting out a couple tweets lately, hinting at stuff, and then he's like taking it back. He's like, no, I'm not really playing that role again. But this only makes sense. Why would they take two ca- uh, two actors that have the greatest chemistry and not bring them back together, you know? Yeah. There's also the rumors that uh, the Daredevil character is um, supposed to be in the, in the She-Hulk show. And also, in, I think, in Echo. And then, of course, we'll be getting a season four Yeah, uh, to the titular show, which I'm very stoked about. Oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about the season four. Interesting. LFG, baby. Eric, any thoughts on Daredevil? Tons. Uh, we, we don't have enough time, though, because we got to get to Spider-Man. But, uh, I'll be right yeah, back. It, just, it just shows that, you know, Daredevil was the most popular character uh, of all the Netflix shows it did. Like, obviously, like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones were beloved as well, but I don't think they neither of them got to the height that Daredevil was. Like, yeah, everyone loves Charlie Cox's Daredevil, and it's good they're bringing him in because uh, he did such a good job. And I think in No Way Home, he's barely going to be in it, maybe just a scene or two. That's why I predict just a scene. Be like, hey, this is your problem right now. I can help you lawyer up because, you know, you don't want to put too much in this movie. This movie is already big enough as is. So maybe a scene or something would be fine. But, um, yeah, Daredevil's an integral part of New York. So it makes sense to have him. To be clear, I just meant that, yeah, Charlie Cox as, as Matt shows up, not in costume. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 When I say Daredevil, I mean, I mean Matt, because, you know, yes. that's one of those things where, like, I don't know, we can get into weird things of, like, is the mask, 
you know, what he wears on the outside versus what he actually is. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I love Daredevil. So I'm excited to see more of him. It'll be Matt and Foggy Nelson just chilling, eating like a hoagie or something. Yeah. I'm I'm totally kidding. We call Moving on, more MC. What's up? I said we call them heroes in New York. Well, get it. New York isn't always right. No. Oh, that was a good joke. <laughs> yes. That was a really good joke. Thank you. <laughs> it clicked with me. Moving on, Destin Daniel Critton. Uh, two pieces of news coming from him today. Uh, a Shang Shang Chi sequel is in the works with Critton returning to direct. Bravo. I, we, of course, very much loved the first Shang-Chi. So excited to see the sequel. Very good. Uh, and then at DDC is developing a new MCU series for Disney+. And this is this is quite interesting because I don't know what what it could be. Maybe it's the spinoff at, at the end of Shang- Well, I guess I don't want to spoil the end of Shang-Chi. So I won't do that then. But, or should I? Should we? Should you? Yes, you should. Go for it. Remember at the end of Shang Chi when Shang's sister has like is now like the leader of the empire. Yeah. Is she getting a spinoff show? Is, is Critton gonna be directing a show like that? You know what I mean? That's Could be. I completely forgot about that. If I'm being honest. I think it will be set in the Shang Chi universe. That's why they're bringing him in. So they actually called maybe Shang Chi universe. But yeah. uh, uh, make it about Michelle Yeoh, please. I could watch so many episodes with her in it. So just just do that. Give me a show with her. Fantastic. I have one more item here before we move on to actual Spider-Man stuff because we mentioned No Way Home. Level with me, guys. Do I have to watch Venom 1 and 2 before No Way Home? Nope. Is, no. Are you sure about that? I don't know. I'm not, I'm I'm not convinced. Christian, I want you to be as innocent as you possibly can. Don't as, let those shows, don't let those movies taint your... As the only person probably in here who has seen Let There Be Carnage, I will say... Oh, you saw Let There Be Carnage? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Uh, You don't need to know anything, Christian. Just know that at the end of Venom 2... I saw the the footage. I saw it. Okay, that's all you need to know. That's literally all you need to know. Nothing else really matters. He just licks the screen. It's kind of gross. Y'all are going to be... What's up? What, what, what's up? I was there? just saying, he licks the screen, but that's something Venom would do. Yeah, but it's like, you don't even know that guy, you know? Why Venom does. See, he says he hates that guy. But he doesn't know that guy. They're in two separate universes up until the end. All I'm saying is, you guys are going to be very much eating your own words when, when it's Venom showing up to help Spider-Man fight. I, the I, and not Andrew Garfield. Ruben's Ruben's the one on the anti-Venom tirade here. Like I Christian. thought Venom was fine. I like Venom himself. If he shows up in the movie, cool. I don't think he's going to, but cool. If, if, Christian, mark my words. If that happens, I will mm. lose my shit. And not in the great, best way possible. In the worst way possible. I will march up to Kevin Feige and be like, what the fuck? Why did you do this? Okay, I'm gonna be legit for a second. Okay, money. I'm I'm going. I'm not going hater mode. There's a rumor that Andrew Garfield is returning as Spider-Man, not in No Way Home, not in the MCU, but I mean in the MCU. But then we'll get his own spin-off Spider-Man series. He's returning to the Sony-verse to continue yes. being Spider-Man. If that happens, one, I would love it. Two, 
I will sit down and I'll watch Venom 1 and 2 and I will go out and watch Morbius in theaters. No, stop. Mark my words. Stop. You don't need to. I, I, I don't think he'd come back unless like they paid him a lot of money because, you know, he's almost 40. I think like No Way Home would just be like a nice little homage to what he did. And, um, you know, he's, he's in his real, you know, I don't want to say artsy mode right now, but he's been in a lot of good, mo- like tick, tick, boom, um, and stuff right now he's getting, you know, he's been nominated for Oscars. I think he's in his drama phase right now Wow. where, um, I don't know if he wants to do superhero stuff really to that extent anymore. So, you know, 20 minutes in this movie, I think that'll be good enough for him. Andrew Garfield is 38 years old, guys. 38 still looks great yeah i didn't mean to rhyme but it did he's a dime all i'm saying is before we move on is it would be great to to see the um probably the best live action spider-man we've ever gotten finally make a comeback did he actually say that oh he did he did say that he did say that this is crazy (laughs) i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be on my bs today so um i think i think what I do want to point out, Ro, in the chat, like, listen, Ro, you don't have to watch it. Please don't. Again, it's going to taint your soul. And then when you go up to heaven, Peter's going to be at those doors. And he's going to be like, oh, you can go in. But wait, it's he's it's there his. are worse movies out there than Venom One and Two. I should want to preface that. <laughs> I want to preface that, it, that that's not true. That's not true. Um, St. Peter's going to look at the list and he's going to be like, you can, can go. And then he's like, oh, shit. You actually saw Venom 1 and 2, so I'm sorry. We're going to have to close the doors on There you. is no way I'll be denied entrance to heaven because I watched two I don't like, know. mediocre uh, comic um, book movies. I would say mediocre is being very, very generous. polite. Very polite and generous. We need to episode about your definition of heaven, Ruben. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm just saying. that's that's It's Peter Parker as St. Peter, and he's like, oh. Okay. I need to see. I need to see the Carnage Twister. I need to see the oh, Venom titties that apparently makes it. I don't know. I don't want to watch there it. There are, yeah, those you are describing things that have actually happened, yes. So, some symbio milkers. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, God. Yeah, Stop. <laughs> Guys, it is officially time to talk about Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> Spider Man. Premier- do a flip premiere date of july 7th 2017 a budget of 175 million dollars with a worldwide box office of 880.16 million directed by good friend of ruben johnny watts with a screenplay by jonathan goldstein john francis daly which i did not know uh and johnny watts john watts uh, of course uh getting screenplay credits as always, we usually be, uh, begin discussion with our personal theater experiences for Homecoming. This one I do remember. So let's just go around the table. Eric, you first. Okay, so I, I don't remember everything that happened. I just remember it was myself, Tessa, uh, my buddy, and uh, we went to go see it. I don't remember where I sat, um, but I just remember after the movie, I'm like, oh, my God. They actually got the balance right. Because, like, with the last two Spider-Man series, like, one was heavily more balanced. Like, obviously, with the Tobey universe, they did Peter Parker really good. Like, his Spider-Man was great, but I think, like, the strongest part of those movies was his Peter Parker. 
His Spider-Man could have been better. Sorry. Huh? I said his Spider-Man could have been better. It was good, but it could have been better. Like, his Spider-Man, like, you know, didn't make as lot of... a lot of quips as I'm used to with a Spider-Man character, but his Spider-Man was also like very, you know, heroic and stuff. Whereas like in the amazing Spider-Man movies, like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is the best part of those movies. Like he does a really good Spider-Man. His Peter Parker was one. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't get this. You're Andrew Garfield and you're worried that someone doesn't want to go out with you. Okay. We get it, buddy. Um, but and then after this movie, I'm like, they got it right. They got like the struggles of being Peter Parker with the struggles of being Spider-Man because the best stories, the best Spider-Man stories are where, like Stan Lee used to say, where Peter and Spider-Man's world both intersect. And that happens so many, so much in this movie. I mean, spoil it. Can we just get into spoilers just right now? Sure. I mean, for a four-year-old movie. Let's do it. Sure. Like, he's, he's dating. He wants to date the villain's daughter. I mean... It doesn't get more connected to that when these two version two uh, facades of this character. So, oh my god, I just I was like, oh, this is the best Spider-Man movie to date. Like, because they got it right, they got the the balance right. Ruben, so how about you? Uh, I don't remember. Um, sorry, I don't remember actually seeing it in theaters. But I do remember it being fucking awesome. I got I just pulled up my uh, Alamo Draft House app and it says here that I watched it Friday seven seven when it came out, yeah. For six tickets. I don't know who I went with. I don't know I don't remember. Six anything. tickets, <laughs> Six tickets. Wow. Yeah. Um yeah, ten fifty showing. It was great show it was great showing. Great Amazing. time. Great time. Amazing. Ultimate. Uh, I watched this like this was 2017 was the year I moved to to Portland, and I was broke as a joke. I had no job yet. It's probably one of the last movies I saw before I ended up getting Movie Pass, and oh. uh, I I decided to shell out and with some of the the spare money that I had and go, and and go watch. I needed I needed the treat. I I it was like I needed a break from the job hunt, and I watched it and I was like, hmm. I don't know if I like this or not. I'm gonna be honest. That's, that was my immediate reaction. I watched it again later, like a year later, and I was like, dang, I actually kind of like this movie. And then I watched it again yesterday in preparation for this podcast. And you know what? I've decided this is my least favorite Spider-Man depiction wow. I've ever seen. Ever. Why okay. is that? Well, we'll talk about it. But it is still a very good movie. So You're don't right? get it twisted. I still like the movie. Okay. You reminded me of Movie Pass, and then I just went to the website and successfully joined the waitlist to notify. It's coming back. It's coming back, baby. It's coming Why back. Why would you do that when you have AMC? Listen, man, you don't understand. Program. You don't understand. I bought the, once I started Movie Pass. That was my go, my gateway into subscription movie subscriptions. Well, movie su- theater subscriptions, and it was great. Don't get me wrong. It just sucked ass that you had to wait the day of to buy tickets. Like, like oh, yeah. don't you only get like three movies a month? No, I thought it was three movies a movie week. Movie or AMC? AMC, I get three movies a week. Yes, and I think uh, Movie Pass also did that three movies a week. Movie Pass was in one movie a day. <laughs> That's why they went under. I mean, <laughs> this is true, but it was like a great fucking deal for twenty four bucks a month. Hell yeah. 
I like Regal Unlimited, but I haven't shelled out the money for it. If I were to get one, it'd be Regal Unlimited. Also, because there's there's like two AMC theaters, but like a ton of Regal yeah. in my area. Movies are cool. Movies are cool. Guys, I want to get at something Eric touched on, because uh, he's right. All the best Spider-Man media, regardless of movie or not, are are when Spider-Man and Peter's Parker's lives come to a clash. And I agree. Peter's um, Parker. So I, I I want what what you said huh? Peter's Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds that's a dirty. Compl- that's a completely Hi- different character. Yeah, Freudian slip. Is it really? Yeah, different character. Peter's Parker. I believe so. Isn't that the where all the spiders are? Think. Uh, I- I'll look it up. Let me let me double check that. Okay. So I wanted to ask how you feel about uh, Spider-Man's first solo film in the MCU. I think Eric was touching at like him feeling like they nailed it, but I want you to elab- I Want you to elaborate. Um, so I, I think a conversation we want to have, cause I know one of the things that people don't really like about this movie is that it was quote unquote, just iron Robin the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like he was, it was just like, he was a mentee of iron man and just, he wasn't special and on his own. And I think, yeah, sure. That, that is what happened, but you know, did we really want the same just Spider-Man movie again where it's like, all right, here we yes. go. He's by himself doing this stuff. And like, I think different kind of Spider-Man stories, you know, lead to better, you know, can lead to some um, better narratives. Like look at 2018, we got completely different spider We got Miles Morales and that wasn't a Spider-Man story we're used to seeing. And um, that turned out wonderful. And like with this one, I feel as though, with amazing spider-man we just had like spider-man 3 a few years ago and now we're back into the great power comes great responsibility thing although they didn't say it like that um it's like okay all right we're doing it again and i feel as though them going different from that where he's really young like not okay i'm going to college or graduating high school like i'm i'm a sophomore in high school i don't know what the hell i'm doing i just started being spider-man six months ago and it's one of those things where in this universe, you're telling me that Tony's not like these guys are not going to know about someone swinging around and stuff like that. Um, and I think it was good to have a father figure because I know that, you know, Uncle Ben is gone and someone to help him. And, you know, we get the great scene where it's just like if you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it because that is the crux of what Spider-Man. He's a good person. Like he does what's right. It's not because of his fancy gadgets or something. Uh, it was your Spider-Man. Like you have the power, but you also have to use this responsibility. Uh, and so, I'm talking too much about this right now. But uh, yeah, I think it's. I think different Spider-Man stories can be better than just the same old, same old. That's true. Good point, Ruben. Spider-Man's first solo film in the MCU. I think it works perfectly, especially how we got introduced to Spider-Man, uh, which we just reviewed, actually, Civil War. It's just weird. Jesus Christ. It feels like an eternity ago. Um, it, it, it makes sense. This is, like Eric said, this is a young kid that's sophomore year in high school. Freshman? Yeah, sophomore year yep, in high sophomore. school. Come on. He needs somebody to teach him how to be 
the hero that he wants to be. It just, for me, it made perfect sense. And, and everything, uh, I always see that scene where, uh, they're, they're in the beginning of the movie where they're coming back from, um, Germany and Tony gets the door and he's like, this isn't a hug. I'm just opening the door for you. That scene hits so hard because of something I saw before, uh, like a really long time ago, where they were like, that was probably the first time Peter ever got a hug from a male figure in his life after Uncle Ben. And I was just like, fuck, it hits so goddamn hard. And it's going to be great because we're going to get Uncle Ben in this movie and it's just going to be... Uh, I want emotion, you to be right. Just because just, just why not? Be, Great. Um, just to clarify, I was wrong. It's not Peter's Parker. It's Spider's Man, where there are a bunch of spiders uh, that think that they're Peter Parker. It's actually I had really, no idea about this. It's actually really gross. So That sounds disgusting. Yeah. You guys make some good points, though. Like, legit. I do think this is probably, like, a really strong way to introduce Spider-Man in the MCU in ways we've never seen before and in ways that can be, like, very fun and entertaining to see, like, a beloved character interact with other beloved characters. And obviously, like, Happy Hogan. Right. That's, like, one of, like, the favorite... Like, it's a great relationship to have the introduction of Ned. That's, like, awesome to see him and, like, Iron Man talk. I remember, I remember, like, being so hype at the end of the movie, just seeing, like, Avengers Campus. And, like, or what is it called? Avengers Base up in, like, upstate New York. And, like, Peter's yeah. taking basically a tour. Like, yeah. that that objectively, like, rocks. That's so cool. Uh, I'm going to throw this in now just because I think we'll, we'll probably – we've already touched on it, like, like, a little bit, but it'll probably – we'll continue to do so as we progress. What, what's up? I, I just also want to add, like, in a universe where there's multiple superheroes, do you think that th he wouldn't get – like a mentorship from somebody, uh, especially if I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I just it it makes sense to me. I'm sorry. Continue. Obviously, the big comparison that everyone talks about is um, this iteration of Peter, right? Tom Holland Spider-Man versus Toby's and versus Andrews. And I think as I was watching this. I really got at the heart of why I, this is my least favorite Spider-Man depiction. Even though, again, I think this is a good movie. I really, I really like it. Um, having just watched the the Raimi trilogy and the Mark Webb duology, like the heart of those movies, I, I think really gets at. Neither of those versions of Peter want to be Spider-Man. They they would would rather. I mean, Andrew Garfield wants to go move to England just to be with Gwen Stacy. Obviously, Spider-Man 2 is Peter abandoning Spider-Man. But Tom Holland's Peter in this movie, like, really wants to be Spider-Man. He wants to get missions from, from Happy, and he wants to impress Mr. Stark. And so, so that, for me, is just jarring because it's not I'm just not used to those kinds of Spider-Man tales of him wanting to be this role, Right? Like that that was just weird for me. Like not that's not that he has to be Spider Man, even though he still does, it's that he wants to be Spider Man. But obviously then I have to think about like, well, he's just like a fifteen year old kid. Of course, like in a world full of superheroes, like is, doesn't that sound like amazing to have superpowers to be like part of this like crew? Of course, like he would want to be Spider Man, but it's just jarring to me. And I see Eric unmuted, so please, King, go. I, I think it's one one of those things where it's like I viewed it as 
he got his first taste of being at the adults table. Uh, he's a kid at Thanksgiving and he got his little taste. Now, like, that's all he wants to do. And like in the beginning, he's like, uh, just texting happy. Hey, ready for submissions. And it's just, he wants to feel important, you know, because probably his growing up, he didn't feel that important. He gets bullied a lot in school. He lost his uncle, was trying to help out his aunt and everything. And, you know, this is the first time where he's felt useful. Yeah. And I think the the good thing is, like you mentioned, like he wants to be Spider-Man. Like, we'll get to it next week, and then we're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about Far From Home. But, like, in Far From Home, after going through all this stuff, you notice he wants to be Peter Parker more. Yes. And I think that that's a beautiful that's, – that's what makes this so good. Like, he gets – oh, I know, Ruby – he gets through all this. He gets through all this stuff right now, where he wants to really, really be Spider-Man, and then he goes through the traumatic event. What happens with Vulture and stuff is like, oh, whoa, 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 maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And so, like I said, as a 15-year-old kid, he's just trying to find himself right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the third act of this movie, by the way. I'm just gonna put that now. I'm gonna put that out there now. It's so good. Uh, one thing that is different in these movies are the high school settings uh, of... I see Ro just chatted something. Ooh, read it, Ruben. Re- read it to us. Uh, Ro says, I think he wants to do good. And the whole tiny mentorship sure does make sense. Uh, I just don't like it. Does give us some great emotional moments, though. Eric making some good points as always, though. This man gets Spider-Man. One thing that's different here that I actually really like is the high school setting. Because it, it, it feels very much like an awkward high school. But it's also like Midtown High that's like very science-y. Yeah. And like you can tell it's it's a school for for smart kids, which is what I'm used to in like kind of the Spider-Man stuff. So I, I loved the high school setting here. I also do want to point out that the, the best part of, of the high school setting is him making the web fluid like during chemistry and just like closing it i thought it was gonna like the, when i first saw it i thought it was gonna explode like outward and then he just closes it and i was like oh uh, that would have been cool if it did that is that is what i want more of i want to see him tinkering with his own gadgets but we yeah. do we do get that when he asked ned to like hack into the suit and right do his own stuff so that was cool speaking of ned i love the dynamic between peter and ned in this movie like it's it's awesome. The uh, I need to get the car- the the cast out because I don't remember the actor who plays in that. But he's like one of the, my favorite characters in the in the Spider-Man MCU movies. I think it's Jacob Batalon or something like that. I believe so. Oops, I put I was, I was Edward Leeds. No, that's that's doesn't sound like him. That's the fictional character's name. <laughs> I don't want to make that mistake again. He, uh, Eric is right. Jacob Batalon. Yeah, great actor. What are you What are you doing in here? There's a dance going on. No, sorry. sorry. I'm just looking at porn. Oh. What? No, I, I was fiddling with the doc. I thought you were talking about that. <laughs> no, no. No, okay. no, 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 no. Um, obviously, a big change uh, is Aunt May being a much... I mean, Marissa Tomei is a bit older, but it... Marissa Tomei is hot. Uh, yeah, let's just, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Let's just do it. Aunt May is hot. Let's do it. I don't like this version of Aunt May. Oh, I'm so sorry, Christian. I'm so sorry. Just get with the times, you know? My thing is that like she just has nothing to do other than be hot 
Oh. She, does, she does get like some stuff later where she's giving some Peter some good advice. And I like she's her She's worried, yeah. So, yeah, she's worried. I mean, nothing's going to beat Rosemary Harris from the Raimi trilogy. Yes. Like, she was an exceptional Aunt May. But we finally get the confirmation that Aunt May knows that Peter's Spider-Man. And that's exactly what I needed, you know? Yeah, that is good. That what the, what the fuck? Cut. Honestly, my favorite Aunt May is the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Man, you so really I'm, I'll like just apologize there. Sally Field. Dude, I thought she was great. And Sp- I just watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. She has that line where like, she's crying on, 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 the, on Peter's bed being like, your parents abandoned you, basically. Like, I think of myself as your mom. Like, I'm here to protect you. And uh, like, I don't want you to know the truth. And Peter's like, well, I, I understand. I love you, too. You are my mom, but I need to know the truth. Like that line alone was so killer. I just want I want more stuff like this between Peter and Aunt May in the MCU stuff. In saying you can't handle the truth. You can't. <laughs> Although Marissa Tomei teaching Peter how to dance and how to tie a Windsor knot. Perfect. Fantastic scene. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, real. I love you. I love you back. Um. We've gone on a bit long without really discussing one of the the biggest characters in this movie, which is, of course, Michael Keaton as Mason Toomes, a.k.a. Vulture. And spoilers, he may be one of the best MCU villains we've ever gotten. Am I right? You might be right. Some would say the best so far. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Better than Thanos? Oh, so far. Oh, well, we haven't gotten Thanos. We haven't gotten Thanos yet. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. What do you guys? What do you guys like? Um, Michael Keaton as, as Vulture. Michael Keaton is just—he can't get away from. First, he was into bats. Now he's into birds. Like, pick one. You know. Now he's back into bats. Gonna be back as Batman. Like, can't wait. This guy can't just wait. loves flying. I guess. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Michael Keaton phenomenal in this role. Uh, of course, we get that crazy insane plot twist where you know tombs is uh is liz's dad and it's just like fuck and then we get the scene where they're in the car and liz doesn't shut the fuck up like oh my god shut up like he's trying to keep his identity secret and you're just over here opening your mouth like fuck that's probably the best scene in the movie it is, it is, it is, it is. Because it's him so realizing... tense. It's so tense. And you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What the fuck is he going to do? And then he gives him that talk at the end where he's like, listen, you saved my daughter's life. Uh, I'm going to give you a free pass. Just go in there and be a, uh, just be a kid. Just go dance with my daughter. Show her a good time, but not too good of a time. Not too good of a time. And then we just get Peter like apologizing because he's got to go and he's got to save the world god damn this movie fucking rocks although like crazy that he pulled a gun on this 15 year old kid is it because you know what's gonna happen like he he knew what was gonna happen he was trying to scare the shit out of this kid and he oh failed. yeah of course yeah he's a villain at the end of the day yeah eric uh, I love the fact that they made Adrian Toomes scary. 
Yes. You know, if you look at it, Vulture throughout like all the comics, TV shows and stuff, has just been some ridiculous old man in a bird costume. Like he was, it wasn't take like in the 2018 Spider-Man universe. Like that was Peter's first villain he tangled with, and so like he's like, all right, yeah, I don't really take him seriously, and that you know that's been the case for most of the Spider-Man properties, and like they made Vulture scary. Yes. Like shout out to the costume department for that because he looks awesome. And uh, I think that I, I saw this once because I think of, I don't know if it was on the commentary on the movie or something, but in the car scene, when Adrian realizes that Peter is Spider-Man, you realize that the green light goes on his um, the green light at the traffic stop turns. And that's when he realizes. Yeah. So it was just like a nice little moment of filmmaking where he's like, ah, OK, uh, this kid yeah. is Spider-Man. Um, and so. I did. There was. A, I don't know if you guys ever seen the "How It Should Have Ended" videos. I like them to watch them sometimes because they're funny. Uh, there's like it was the car scene. It's like this is how it should have ended, and Peter just grabs the gun. He's like, "Hey, hey, this guy's trying to pull a gun on me." You know, Peter <laughs> can totally do. Grab the gun. Um, Use your web shooters. But no, uh, just an exceptional villain because, like, the, at the end of the day, he's just trying to do what is best for his family. He's not like trying to. I'm gonna bring birds all the birds to new york I, like i'm gonna stop stark or something i'm gonna destroy all these things no he's just trying to get money to you know right. provide for his family that's all he's trying to do and like he did have a, a a good point in the beginning of the movie where he's like oh the guys that made the mess are here they were able to fucking secure a contract to clean up the mess and make more money like dude insane where he's like, okay, I can see where you're going with this. All right, I, I understand. I, I I get it. But, like, at the same time, you know, what was it? I think it was six years later. He's still doing this. Like, how much money could you possibly need? No, well, I guess if he has sustained sustain that private school. I don't know if uh, Midtown is private or not, but he's got a nice house. He's obviously making more money than he should be. But the thing is, like, He's right, though. That's why it's such a good villain, because he's right. Yes. It is extremely messed up that the Department of uh, Damage Control is just operated by Tony Stark. So, like, the, a private firm comes in and takes away the jobs from city workers who depend on that for livelihood. And then, like, that money just funnels back up. Yeah. Yeah, says, I, I, that's... What's up? Uh, no, I was just going to say, Rose says the other talk they have underground is so good. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, when they're uh, underground, when they're like uh, Spider-Man, yeah, shows up at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. Also, Eric, you you call him Adrian Toomes, which is his like name. The Vulture's actual name is his name not Mason in this movie? Do they not call him Mason? Uh, no, I guess when they call him Mason, uh, in the movie. Mason uh, thing is uh, one of the side characters' name is Mason. It's um the Tinker. Uh, it's the Tinkerer. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I can't. Derek Mason, I think is his name. I'm yeah. drawing up. I'm having a brain fart, but uh, gotcha. Yeah, that's one of those characters. In that case, I apologize for getting yet another name wrong in this podcast. Please be nice to me. It's okay. Uh, you bring up a good point though that I don't know why they decided who who let who Kevin Feige. Why would you let them put eight years later in this movie? I remember that because I was like, wait a minute, twenty twenty didn't because I think they they've gone out and said, yeah, that was just a mess up on our part. Yeah, we messed up on that one. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, moving on. We've got a bunch of side characters we can discuss. I'm going to start. I'm just going to throw a bunch of names out. Hannibal Buress as Coach Wilson. Martin Starr as Mr. Harrington. Betty Brant is in this movie as Midtown High's news anchor. Uh, we, of course, have got Zendaya as uh, who we come to know as MJ in this movie. Uh, we've got Liz and, and Flash as well. Anyone you would like to, to bring up to discuss? Flash is a big one. How do you guys feel about Flash? I'm not a fan of Flash up until uh, Far From Home. Penis Parker? Yeah, it's just, it's not clever. It's funny. Uh, it's debatable. Um, I, think it was, I think it was interesting to show a Flash that wasn't just like some big yeah. jock. Like he was just like a rich foil kid who was just insecure and just yelled obscenities. Because that's how kids are now, Ruben. Yeah, they're you're mean. Right. You're right. You're they'll hurt you. Right. With, they'll send a, a mean tweet about you. They're not gonna. They're not gonna say I wouldn't want to fight me neither. They ain't gonna do that. So, um, I want to talk about. Um, I think the scenes. I can't remember what the teacher's name, what the actor's name is, but he was so great. Martin Starr. Was, yeah, Martin when Star. he was like, "I can't lose another kid, not again." I'm like, "Oh my god, what the hell." Would you guys consider this Spider-Man movie a com- uh, this movie like at sometimes feels more like a comedy than a, than like a superhero action movie? Yeah, and I'm okay no. with that. I guess it it kind of like flows because of uh, Spider-Man's quippiness, but also yes, uh, I, I would have to agree. It's it's the magic of John Watts, Johnny, JJ, J Dub, J W. Uh, Ruben, I want you to watch. I don't know if you've ever seen it. John Watts' first movie. Have you ever heard of Clown? No. Is it scary? Watch Clown. Yes, it is a scary nope. movie. So, like, the premise is nope. uh, some dude's trying to impress his kid on a birthday and he gets, like, uh, a clown outfit, but it turns out that clown outfit was the skin of a demonic creature. Nope. And the dude turns into a clown. It's really good. It's like, it was his first film. Like, Peter Stormare is in it. I, it's, I recommend it. It's like an hour and a half. I think it was fun. Um, but I think why it's so funny is just, you know, Spider-Man's a funny character. Yeah. You know, we didn't really get that a lot in the last two movies or last two series or whatever you want to call them. And so it also just leads to high school. It's a high school fun everything. Oh, yeah, Ruby, you got something to say? She says that can't believe we haven't talked about what was that? No? Okay. All right. Um, the, um, oh my God, like the beginning with the do a flip. Oh, yeah. Just him doing neighborhood stuff was just great and saying, I just got a choro. <laughs> I, yeah, that is a great scene. I actually forgot that he does more more actual stuff. So when I think of Spider-Man, I think of like a lot of like local crime fighting. Uh, and there is like a montage of him doing, but like very, very small, small, small hero stuff, like a bike thief that may or may not have actually been stolen. He like never finds out whose bike it actually was. Do a flip, which is just funny. Uh, the car thief scene, which oh. apparently the dude breaking into his own car, he's like locked himself out, and then of course Stan Lee cameo of course, at that moment. Of course. Mm-hmm. Forgot to bring up Jennifer Connelly as Karen. Perfection. Ruben's eyes Perfection. when I said Jennifer Connelly. Perfection. Because I think this is like one of the best parts of this movie. 
where Peter finally has somebody to talk to. Like, yes, he can talk to Ned, but like he uh, just talking to Karen is just like that whole scene of them in the damage control uh, warehouse. Perfect. And I'm upset that they didn't bring her back. So that upset. was good. So upset. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's Liz? Tell her how you feel. Oh, God damn. Uh, some, how, how long are we running? We're running a little bit longer on time. So I'll ask any of your uh, favorite scenes. Of course, we haven't talked about the academic decathlon where he learns, um, kind of like a, one of those, uh, what do you call those moments when you like jump off a high plate, like a leap of faith moment, I'd call it when he's at the top of the Washington monument and he finally decides to, to jump because he has to, there's obviously the big fairy sequence and the big fight with a vulture on the, um, the reflective plane. Yes. I do want to mention that uh, the best part of, you know, him doing small uh, crimes, I guess, stopping small crimes, not doing small crimes, is the ref point of reference where Tony, like, throws it back at him. Like, just like he's been keeping tabs on him. He's understand. He knows what's been going on in Peter's daily life. But Happy and him just don't want to, like make sure that they give him too much credit you know they want to make sure that he's still doing a friendly neighborhood spider-man job Roe coming in the chat with i forgot one of the best scenes in this movie i totally forgot to mention it when it's the come on spider-man scene which is kind of ripped from from the comics when peter like i don't know peter breaks like you he, you can tell he like he's just a kid he's underneath a bunch of rubble and he's like yelling for help which to the point where, like, even I get a little emotional. I start feeling bad, and he has to. He sees his reflection of himself with the half face and Spider-Man on the other half. His actual mask has fallen, fallen down, and he has to say, "Come on, Spider-Man! Come on, Peter!" As he lifts up a pile of rubble. Absolutely phenomenal scene. Perfect. It's t it's Tessa's favorite scene. It's one of my favorite scenes. It just shows. Hey, okay, it's okay. Um, it just shows the power of this character, like. Right there, he realizes, you know, with great power. I, I keep saying this all the time, but there's so many scenes in this movie where it's like, hey, look, I want to do this. I want to go on a date. I want to go to the dance, but that's not the right thing to do right now. And summoning the strength of himself. He didn't need Tony in that situation. He didn't need a fancy suit in that situation. He just had him. And I think that's what makes that scene hit home. Yeah. God, Eric said it perfectly. Yeah, then, I mean, it circles back to after the fairy sequence, how Eric said earlier, if it goes back to that line, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. Yep. Which is all I really wanted Spider-Man to learn in this movie, and I'm glad he did. You know? Yeah. I do Some want... moments here. I do Go want ahead, to bring up the, the uh, cab interrogation moment, which is funny as all hell. Like it's it's for me it's great to see like him trying new tactics with his unlocked suit and Karen, uh, where he's just like trying to act tough and and uh, what's his name is just not having it at all. Oh, Donald Glover as <laughs> yes. as, as Prowler. Yes, uh, Aaron Davis. Yep. Yeah, he's just like no, you need to be better at this part of the job. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's be real. It was like very un unintimidating when he shows absolutely, up. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. it's just good. 
How do you feel about the shocker being in this? I guess two shockers. I thought it was cool. I, I once I saw that the shocker was in this, I was like, okay, they're setting up what they couldn't do before. So Sinister Six is definitely happening. And it was great. I, I appreciated the fact that they also hired the uh, Tom Hardy lookalike and he immediately dies. You know? He looked nothing like Tom Stop. Hardy. Stop. This Get guy is this guy is always compared to Tom Hardy. I don't even know his name. Hold on. Let me look it up. Can you believe I used to get um, Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg confused when I was growing up? That's look identical. That's <laughs> I don't know yeah. about that. It took me a while to realize, like, no, they look pretty differently. But I don't know. As a kid, I was like, this is the same people. It's the same guy. Okay, let's see. I digress. Let's see. Let's see. I digress. Logan Marshall Green. If you look up Logan Marshall Green look-alike i guarantee you the first person that's popping up is going to be tom hardy i see what you're getting at but oh, okay These it's, pictures. it's literally looks... the second google search autofill if you said like this is his younger brother then i'd believe you i i mean yeah. that's that, i always get them confused i never know who's who and then you also okay, have okay. the other guy from uh um suicide squad Captain Boomerang, who also gets confused as Tom Hardy. Okay, that that I believe because he looks more like Tom Hardy than I mean, they all three of them. Than this guy, in my opinion. People also ask. Uh, Bottom Fraggers Pot is in the chat, and they say uh, people also ask: Is Logan Marshall Green related to Tom Hardy? That's my uh, wow result from Google. So there you go, Ruben. You're onto something here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the actor from Upgrade. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, is that Logan Marshall Green? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the glass is shattering. Uh, moving on. Uh, of course, one of the big moments in this movie is in the climax when um, Peter and Vulture fight, and Peter has to like steer the plane with his web, um, and they crash on the on the beach by um, by the pier. Um, and then as Vulture is leaving with um, a bunch of Tony's stuff, Peter realizes that Vulture's wings are about to blow up uh, and makes Vulture crash. Uh, and in the, in the, I don't know, the crash of fire and rubble, Peter runs in and walks out carrying um, Adrian Toomes on his back, saving, saving him, which I thought was just an incredible moment that, like, just really gets at what what being a hero is, even if he is the bad guy. Like you, you still have to save them from themselves at the end of the day, which I don't know. I I, I really really like this third act. Yeah, what an incredible moment. I am thankful that they didn't kill off Michael Keaton in this, like they usually would have uh, in previous Spider-Man movies. Um, just because maybe bring him back for something else. You know, we're getting Spider-Man 4, 5, and 6 pretty soon. And by pretty soon, I mean in the far, far future. Uh, so, you know, we can see. I, I, we definitely see something happening between uh, them at the end of this movie. Uh, him and Venom. Mac uh, I think it was Scorpion. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Uh, Mac Gargan and uh, Adrian Toomes at the end of you this. You know how I know it was Scorpion? Yeah. 
You know how I know? Guess how I knew. How do you know? Scorpion. He had a big scorpion tattoo. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, in case everyone missed it. Anything else, guys? Peter turning down an Avenger. Liz moving to Oregon, which is a big pop in my theater specifically because obviously I'm I'm in Oregon. Everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Um, Peter uh, turning the, the post credit scenes. Peter <laughs> turning down an Avenger was kind of upsetting, but like I get it. Like he just wants to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I would have liked to have seen you know Wanda and Vision pop in, just to, like a, a cool cameo, just to see what. It, have it characters like in my head i've started so i've started doing this thing where i think everything is in the same unit not in the same universe but like uh we were i was watching the i'm sorry this is a very way off tangent but i'm gonna keep going i started watching the uh you know those old christmas specials that they play on uh abc family or freeform yeah of course yeah sure i started asking uh I think of everything as in the same universe now. So, like, are they in the same universe as each other? Do they share a same? Uh, do they share a universe? And it's a it's a gift and a curse, Christian. A gift and a curse. I started t- saying the other day, "Hey, you know who should do a, a sequel to uh, something that they did? Get Lin Manuel Miranda to do a sequel to Hamilton. You know, do it." Washington. Do Washington. Do Benedict. Uh, Benedict. I was gonna say Cumberbatch. <laughs> do uh, Benedict Arnold. Do uh, a bunch of these. You know, and ideas are just going out of my head. All because of the MCU. God damn you! It's a gift and a curse. I, res- I respect you for somehow bringing in a potential Hamilton sequel into this discussion of Spider-Man. How we got there? Who I knows, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'll put some respect on you for sure. Why not? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's going to lead us into our, our rankings. Ooh. So Actually, you know, final thoughts on Spider-Man before we close out. So we haven't decided to talk about the Captain America shorts. Oh, my God. Perfect. Absolutely Patience. perfect. So you got the tension. I don't know. This guy's like a war criminal now or something. <laughs> I, I love that line. It was funny. So good. That is good. Uh, but final thoughts. Um, I think uh, this film just shows how special of a character Spider-Man is. Like, truly. Like, he is the everyman. Like, he just, he has a math test, he has homework, and then he wants to get a date, but somebody's doing something bad. And I think that... Oh, you good? Oh, there's some spit up. Okay, you're good. Um... And I think this was a this was a good Spider-Man for the MCU. Obviously, for a lot of people, yes. I, I don't think this was a good Spider-Man. Just like, well, they're so used to a certain type of Spider-Man, but like for this universe, I think it's perfect. Because you know, like later uh, Infinity War, he's riding on the school bus and like he just shows up helping Iron Man. It's like that, that's exactly what it would be like in Marvel Comics. Spider-Man's just going to show up and help. Yeah, and that's what he does. He just he does the right thing. And this movie gets that perfectly. Even if it messes him up, he does the right thing every time. Yeah. So, yay, Spider-Man. Incredible comment from Eric, by the way. Like, I, I really love the way he said it. This was the, the, a great Spider-Man for the MCU. 
perspective. Eric really grounded me today in this discussion. Ruben, final thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, Tom Holland, what a what a treasure, you know? I, I think, whew, I'm going to say it here. I think Tom Holland Spider-Man is my favorite Spider-Man. I'm not saying a lot because I love Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Like, a lot. Like, it... it, it I have no words, but like Tom Holland does a great Spider-Man. I think Eric said it uh, pretty well that he is the balance of what we need as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He's very quippy as Spider-Man, but he's also kind of a nerd as Peter Parker. And it's, it's just great to see them get it so right. Thank you, Kevin Feige. I appreciate it. You want to know who my actual favorite Spider-Man is? Yuri Lowenthal. Oh, Hell yeah. Insomniac Spider-Man. yeah, baby. Hell yeah. That might be my favorite depiction of Spider-Man I've ever seen. Is it before or after the facial change? Before. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually ended up growing in the uh, on the actual, the new, same the new here. change. Same here, but, but it's it's my it favorite one. depiction of Spider-Man as well. So You can't see it, Eric, but I'm high-fiving you. Maybe you yeah. can see it. High five, Ruby. Oh, yeah, she's thra- she's thrashing around right now. But yeah, but her arm just went up. Okay. <laughs> Poor Ruben. He's like, oh, oh. He's, I said Ruby. It's okay. It's All right. right. You doing Stanley? My, my, fi- my final thoughts. Spider-Man Homecoming. Good movie. Stanley. And it, the Spider-Man movie gets better. Oh, whoa. Spoilers to next week. Oh, who knows? I do like Far From Home a lot. This, yeah, this is my because I like Mysterio too. Yeah, this is my third favorite Spider-Man movie. So, honestly, Mysterio is is probably one of my favorite um, villains. Like the the thing about the, I know we're getting into spoiler territory, but the thing about the Spider-Man Homecomings. home series let's just call it what it is uh is that they get the villains perfect and i think these two movies do a better job with villains than probably most of the mcu yeah like these are very three-dimensional characters what these villains are like, like the only other two i can think of are well three you got thanos killmonger and loki yeah, like those are the other three dimensional villains, and like these are just these are up there. But you you when, get put some respect on Wen Wu. That's true. But you get true. you take two two like jokes of villains that are Vulture <laughs> and Mysterio, and you turn them into what we get. Oh my God! Come on. Perfect. Perfect. That's have you played Spider-Man: Spider Dimensions, Ruben? I have not. You should play that. Like Mysterio's, Mysterio's the bad guy in that one. He's really good. Okay. Actually, that's not true. I forget which one's the one I played. I I, forget, I get confused with... Um, I think Shattered we talked Dimensions about this. I think one. it was Edge of Time is what you played. No, no, no. I think it was Shadow Dimensions where you play Spider-Man Noir and then... Okay, yeah. The, okay, yeah. That, yeah. The actual... The, oh, God, that game is so good. It really is. We're gonna have to get Shout it. out to the Ultimate Spider-Man game as well, which I also really like. Oh my God, Christian! Fuck yes! Shout out yeah, to uh, if I remember correctly, there was a TV show, 
cartoon of Spider-Man in the future, but it was Peter Parker in the future. I forget what it Spider-Man was. Spider-Man Unlimited? Yeah, Spider-Man Unlimited. Mm, Unlimited, yeah. Real that was show. an okay show. All right. Ruben, take it away. So, we have here, we're ranking the uh, Stanley cameos. And again, just going straight to top five. Okay, because I don't have time to go through this whole list. Top five with number five: Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the Smithsonian security. Oh God, damn it! The Smithsonian security guard who is going to lose his job because Cap stole his uniform back. Number four: Civil War, uh, as the FedEx guy, a FedEx delivery guy, asking for Tony Stank. Any Tony Stank? No. Okay. Um. Number three, Avengers Superheroes in New York. Give me a break. Old man playing chess in the park in the news segment. Number two, Thor as the pickup truck guy trying to lift the hammer, looking back, asking, did I get it? And of course, number one, Avengers Age of Ultron as the World War II vet that gets super hammered at the Avengers party and says, Excelsior. Where do we want to put this one? Now, this one was, uh, Christian already said before. This one was, uh, shit, I already forgot. Oh, yeah, the, the car thief scene where he's just talking to, I don't remember specifics, but he's yelling at Peter for making so much noise. and He's like, don't make me come down there, you punk. Yeah, yeah. And he has a second line when the, uh, the old the woman old, across the yeah. street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how are you? How's your mother? How's oh, your, man. Yeah. So good. So good. All this there, there's a conversation here to be had about this being possibly in the top five. Am I right? Absolutely. I think for me this is number two. Wow. I think like him like it's just funny like he he's calling his favorite creation he's ever made like don't make me come down there you punk. <laughs> and then just following it up with like how's your mother? I'm like oh look at Stanley getting trying to get his freak on. Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. Ruben. Uh yeah, I, I would have to agree with Chris, uh, with Eric. I like I would probably say that it's probably number one for me. But I know people love World War Two that that gets super hammered at the Avengers party. Looks like I'll have to give in and do whatever. You, I I I personally couldn't put it above the Thor cameo. I think that one's too goaded for me. Asking, did I get it? Like this is that's just too funny. It's also pretty perfect. But. Eric coming in with the perspective that, yeah, him commenting on, like, because Stanley loves Spider-Man. We all do. What an amazing character created. And he's just saying, don't make me come down there. Amazing. Absolutely. I'll put it wherever you guys want, right? Eric, what do you think? Number two? Uh, I mean, Ruby has strong thoughts about number two, so. Okay. So I guess we're putting it at number two. Well, okay, so we had a what? A one, a two, and a three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Just like a tizzy pop, what? I'm going to make the executive decision and put it as number two. Which there we have it. Hold on, I got it right here. Just give me a second. It's time for daddy's segment, Ruby. It's time for Daddy's segment. I would I love know. to see your segment. 
Oh, not, <laughs> not, Christ. Not, not in front of my daughter. I'm in front of my daughter right now, Kristen. Jeez. Uh, we have a new top five with uh, Civil War coming in at number five. Number four is The Avengers. Number three, Thor. Number two, Spider-Man Homecoming. And number one, Avengers Age of Ultron. Boom. There it is. Amazing. <laughs> All right, everyone. You know, what good are heroes without good villains? So it's time to rank our villains here on Marvel Mondays. Coming in at number five, we've got Loki from Thor. Number four, we have Loki from the Avengers. Number three, we have the Winter Soldier from Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Number two, we have Wu from Shang-Chi. And number one, we have Zemo from Civil War. So, Ruben, where is the Vulture landing for you? The Vulture is landing at number one for me. Are you wow. kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's no way Eric is in place. This is also at number one. So it's difficult. So another conversation we had with uh, Zemo, like what makes him so good is that he won. Like I think that's that's super strong. Like that makes an argument that he should still be number one because he literally destroyed the Avengers. Like without that, maybe maybe we're more prepared for Thanos. So, fuck, that's I a good point. I think that for me, if I have to look between Wenwu and oh, hold on one second, <laughs> y'all just fill some time. Okay, Christian, where are you? Going? On look on this list, it's hard because I think easily a top three villain, right? I mean, Absolutely. there's no denying that, obviously. Like, I would probably rank Michael Keaton as Vulture probably over Zemo, but I wouldn't do it over Wenwu. So it's like, well, how do I satisfy those two? Mm. The answer is I can't. On this yeah. list, though? On this list. See, now I'm between one and two. Do it. I, I just want to clarify, like, yes, Zemo won. Uh, totally understandable why he's number one. But... To turn a joke of a character as Adrian Toomes, where you said it yourself, where Spider Man doesn't really like he doesn't take him seriously in in uh, twenty eighteen Spider Man video game, but like to turn him into what we got, are you kidding me right now? I'm going number one. I'm going number one. Thank you. I, I started think I started I started thinking about how at the beginning when he's like really dissing damage control and he's talking about how like. We we're fighting for the scraps here. The millionaires they've got they've got their money. I'm just fighting for for my family and for us, that's the right. little guy. That's right. And you know what? That's an, that's enough for me to go number one, baby. All right. Well, it looks like in my book, I was gonna go number two uh, for me because um, of how strong Zemo like fits into everything, and just it was also just a simple tale. Of, like guy just misses his family, so he's gonna you know take down the. Avengers <laughs> and uh, so like if I was looking at it between Wenwu and I think when the Wenwu character the strongest thing about the character is the performance like sometimes I think uh, like the story for Wenwu was uh, was weaker than the actual performance itself yeah um, whereas I think Michael Keaton had the performance and his narrative as a villain is like it makes sense like look I you guys took everything from me like I just want to protect my family 
And, you know, he's willing to kill high school kids. <laughs> um, so I'm totally okay with Vulture being the new number one. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I just thought I'd share my piece at why I still think Zemo deserves to be still number one. But Vulture number one, I'm totally okay with. And Vulture number one it is. Jesus Christ. What a, what a Enjoy list. it. And enjoy it while, while we wait for Black Panther is all I'll say. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, he might be still up there. <laughs> we all no know way. that Killmonger and Thanos are topping this list, guys. Are they? Yes. yes. <laughs> I think Killmonger yeah. is kind of a lesser villain, but okay. He literally wins. Does he? Thanos and Killmonger win, yes. Does he, though? He, di- he dies, but he wins. Yeah. like he Is got, that really a win? Got Wakanda to change their philosophy, Ruben. I guess. I don't know. I just... <laughs> Uh, he just skis me out with the freaking things on his. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Plus, Michael B. Jordan, sexy as all hell. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Which leads I guess it leads to... us to uh, my segment, right? That's right. Yep. Let's rank these movies, baby. Let's rank the Marvel movies so far. Of course, we've done some skipping around here. Uh, in phase three and just phase four now as well. So uh, not every single movie is represented here. Nonetheless, let's review the ones that we have seen. I'll do the top five, starting with number five, The Avengers. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number two, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And number one, Captain America, Civil War. And now I will shut up. I want to hear your guys. I want to hear your guys' stuff. Uh, okay. I want to know where you, you rank Homecoming. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm ranking this as number one again. I'm sorry, Christian, but like this is the character we all wanted come to life. Perfect. Perfectly. I don't. Know. I was going to say perfection, but then like this movie is perfect. Okay. Perfect balance of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Perfect, uh, you know, perfect villain, as we we just discussed. Like, come on, this movie does everything right. Everything right. Okay, okay. There's no wrong. No, that's not true. I wish we would have gotten Aunt May to say, you know, what, remember what Uncle Ben always used to say, with great power comes great responsibility. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. But Derek. yeah. And uh, I, I got to go number three right now. Wow. I like, um, I'm looking at my actual MC list on Letterboxd right now. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I love this movie. I just, Winter Soldier and Civil War are just master classes. Like, there's really, I cannot think of anything wrong with Winter Soldier, and it's very hard to find stuff wrong with Civil War. Like, it's, and then, like, Spider-Man, like, this is a great, like, this is a great, it's, like, the problem where it's just, like, you have two teams going at it, one's got to lose, okay? Someone's got to lose. That doesn't mean it's bad, but, like, someone has to be the lesser here, and I just think that the those two Captain America movies are just, triple s tier okay. and i think homecoming is you know double s tier for me right now uh but yeah i got i gotta go number three 
looking at this list for me, there is no way I'm going to convince you guys that this is, this belongs in the number nine spot. So <laughs> I, I'm just going to be quiet and let Eric and Ruben talk this out on where it needs to go. Listen, Eric, while I appreciate you putting this on at least top five, I, I have to say that uh, Spider-Man Homecoming definitely tops Shang-Chi in the sense of like yes shang chi don't get me wrong was a great movie we loved it we all three of us loved it i just feel like there were some parts to that movie where it could have been better like it could have been a little more you know like the whole uh his mom coming from another what was it alternate universe whatever like yeah that's cool but like we got spider-man in the mcu eric we got a great spider-man there's only two people that have done it so far, Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. Everybody else, I'm sorry, Andrew uh, Garfield. Uh, Andrew Probably Garfield, the best live action Spider Man. Probably uh, that's debatable. Probably that's debatable, but I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He's probably the best. It's debatable, but he's probably the best live action Spider Man. But like, I just Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yes, was great. Don't get me wrong. That scene in the elevator, fucking amazing. But we also get the scene where Peter is dealing with some thugs trying to rob a bank that are wearing fucking Avengers masks. And he's like, hey, you guys are the Avengers. Come on, Eric. Are you kidding me right now? Well, here's the thing. Right after that, he blows. he gets the, the deli across the street blown up. And he That's feels bad about That's it, and, th- and then it's and then it's never brought up ever again. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He never ref- he never ref- it is his fault. It's not his fault. He it is his fault. He's dealing and then he with never alien reflects technology. on it ever again. That character is totally technology. abandoned. He's dealing with alien technology. You can't fault this man. Okay. I think the thing with this is like going before this movie, Spider Man was already a beloved character. Okay, there's no denying that Spider Man is still the most beloved superhero character ever like there's no denying that they actually like they took captain america a character that wasn't you know that very beloved and like he became he's the heart of the mcu like everyone like tony stark may be the mvp but captain america is what kept everyone grounded and the fact that you have this person who's supposed to represent america i mean he goes against the government all the time it's like look like you guys say like you want to take out people. This this is fear. You can't do this. And like a, this is a man who was like paraded around with propaganda in World War II to be like, hey, I'm the face of America, and he's telling America to its face, you're doing it wrong. I'm, I know, I know. Government was bad. The government was bad in Winter Soldier. Yes, it was. And then in Civil War, you have a case of the uh, until Eternals is our most cerebral film. Like what? Who has the morality? Who has the moral high ground here? Because we don't know. We do because know. Is it to keep people safe or is it to make people like have their own liberties? And I'll kind of, I know, I know. I'm with you. Eric. But, I'm with you to the end of the line. And I think that's what makes it a stronger film. Like, Obviously, this is a great Spider-Man story, like, um, but I think it doesn't get to a point where it's kind of different until Far From Home. He doesn't want to be Spider-Man really right now, and he's in high school, and 
It's okay. It's okay. I think that's it's... where you're wrong. He definitely does. He literally says, I'm about to drop out of high school just become an Avenger. Yeah. Which is something I never would have thought I heard coming out of Peter Parker's mouth. But, you know, it's it's something that he deals with. And then when he realizes at the end where, like, he's he's good. He Maybe he wants to stick to the ground. Maybe he wants to be the friendly neighborhood guy. So I... I'm not saying uh, you're right. I can't top Civil War, and I can't. I could probably top Captain America: Winter Soldier, but maybe not. That's pushing it. But I could definitely top Shang Chi. Okay, so I'm gonna stick. With hey, hey Ruben, this is a family show, man. Be careful there. <laughs> I got my daughter right here. <sighs> that took me a second for it to for it to click. I'm gonna stick with at least a number three spot. Are you okay with that? Uh, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Okay. Christian? Hey, don't ask me. I'm along for the ride. Which means... But I would say, yeah, number three. It's finally here, gentlemen. Here's your new top ten... Top ten? Top ten, everyone. Number ten, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number nine, The Eternals. Number eight, Ant-Man. Number seven, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number six, The Avengers. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number four, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Number three, Thwip Thwip, It's Spider-Man Homecoming. Number two, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And number one, Captain America, Civil War. Going to be insane next week when we review Spider-Man Far From Home and see how this list shakes up. Could it possibly be the MCU's greatest movie of all time? We'll see. Probably not. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows, Who knows though? And then No Way Home comes in and it's like, whoa, let me let me swing my big web. And I, I digress. <laughs> Fucking mind blown. Is it time for plugs? What, 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 what are we doing here? I forget. It's been a minute since I podcasted. It is time for plugs. Christian, where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at IsoChristian. I just posted a new thing today. I've created a digital portfolio using Wix. You can see all my work there, including my movie podcast that I do weekly uh, called Large Popcorn. None other than Tessa Ginn joins the show tomorrow for our review of Tick, Tick, Boom. Wow. Andrew Garfield. Amazing. Um, I do a weekly uh, gaming podcast called Podcast PXN. But I'm not on the show this Wednesday because I will be traveling live to the Game Awards. Jealous. What is life? Super jealous. What is life? So and, jealous. Uh, yes, I think that's, that is about it. Okay, cool. Eric, where could people find you? Oh. Oh, go ahead, Christian. Show some love to the uh, Master of None video essay on the Penultimate Conquest YouTube channel. And also thank you for 100 subs on that channel. That is fantastic. 101, baby. We're fucking here. Yeah, baby. Eric, we're going to be funny. You know, I just be doing dad stuff. Um, so anyway, like like I said, this is the thing I'm doing mainly now. Like uh, Marvel show. Very excited about that. I can't believe, guys. We've been doing this for almost a year. It's definitely one of the, my favorite things I've ever done. Um, and, uh, you know... I'm excited to watch y'all's Game of the Year show tomorrow. I'm super excited about that. Sir, I think what it's going to be great. Watch? The what? 
What do you mean watch? Christian's going to have my spot. Oh. Is that decided? Is that true? I mean, oh. we could have six people. That's fine. Oh. Okay. We'll talk up. logistics. Okay. Oh, man. It's awkward now. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, yeah, this is mainly what I'm doing. I'm trying to get something fun together. Um, maybe a fun collaboration. We'll see if it works out uh, in terms of Marvel stuff here. Um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. That's all I got. Oh, Eric's again on Twitter. Yay. I want to give a shout-out to Eric, who's done an amazing, an ultimate job doing the Marvel content for the Penultimate Conquest Twitter. Yes. Some great stuff that way. Absolutely. I just got the notification uh, like before the show about he tweeted out the Daredevil news yesterday and put me at it, and I was like, oh. I, I I saw this already, but yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, you can find me here in about 30 minutes playing some Halo with some of the guys. It's going to be a great time. Great time. Um, we will have to figure out when we are doing this Mario Party stream. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens then. Uh, I'll probably get with Christian to see if he's free friday the 17th i know that's a hectic day and a half with homecoming but we'll see we'll see what happens mm. we'll see mm. what happens um with that being said i think it's time to end the show guys anything else we have to say before we close out excelsior